You think of St Andrew's events and what first comes to mind might very likely be a black tie ball. But things are changing. Over the past five to ten years, we've seen a huge transition on the music scene as student tastes have shifted. We've seen a rise of music and art collectives dedicated to providing event goers with an innovative and immersive experience. From The Saint, I'm Isabel Lopesha. This week on Saint Speaks, does the St Andrews music scene offer anything unique? Today I welcome Lily, the head of Zentech, and Theo, who runs the music team. Zentech is a collective that has been a significant part of this rising wave. They've provided St Andrews with events in Kinkelbar, Mains Castle and Dundee, and aim to be a creative outlet for musicians and artists alike. Hi Lily. Hello. And hello to Theo. Hello listeners. So Lily, you are the head of Zentec. And Zentec's been a movement or a collective that's been present in St Andrews for a few years now. Can you tell us about its origins and what it aims to do? Yeah, so Zentec is a music and arts collective. It was started in 2016. And um, I mean, the origin story is basically, I think, just a group of students who wanted to create kind of a different sphere for music and arts where you know it kind of separated itself a bit from the social scene in St. Andrews which tends to be quite um, heavy on black tie balls and kind of just creating a sphere where people can and students can you know have kind of a creative outlet. I, I, I um, actually don't know that much about like the origins of Zentech. Someone yesterday asked me who the founder was, and I was just like, I didn't Will know. Abel. Um, yeah, well, there we go, yeah, you Will know. Abel. But um, I think it was but, quite a grassroots student movement, yeah, wasn't it? And it was. was that, in some ways, what makes it so special? Kind of. Uh, I think what makes it special is that, like, they wouldn't, I don't think they would care if we knew who they were, and they don't think, they, they have let us do our own thing with it, and I think it's very, it's, it's something that just changes all the time, and it's, Zentech isn't a static thing, it's just something that um, is, um, the people who are in it at the time. Mm-hmm. And what do you We're think, obviously not going to be in it next year and there'll be a yeah. new group and all And change. what do you think that evolution's been over the past few years that you guys have been involved in it? Well, specifically music-wise for yeah. you, Theo? Start, well, it, I, I do know some things about the founding in terms of the music. It was it was founded on, on like, Balearic House. So Balearic is, like, the some Spanish islands or whatever, like, holiday islands. So it was very, it was it was a lot more light and the, they also were inter- interested in, like, Reggae yeah, and like dark, funk, and maybe like and funk. funk. Yeah, funk. and now the music's a lot, um, just he- like heavier, more electronic, um, mm. more, um, I don't know, not necessarily faster, but just like, I would say it's like it's very much gone with the times in that it's like. Do you think it reflects a uh, uh, changing sort of interest from students, or even like a wider culture in the UK of how music evolves and what people are interested in? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's probably. Reflect. I don't know. I think it might be, in some respects, like a, like a, maybe like a counterculture to like the sort of music that they're playing at like like other balls and events mm-hmm. and things that it's like more, we want to like really stark s- stand out from that and yeah. be a bit different. Um, but yeah, it was quite interesting because I also remember my so I remember my first year going to a couple of Zentech house parties, which is also something that like isn't I don't know that was more in the culture of Zentech and like. In, for, in like past years whereas now I think we're a bit more like 
it feels a bit more serious, a bit more like established. It's just a bit more a bit more professional. So not that we wouldn't have house parties, but that's kind of more I don't know, we are focusing more on like our bigger events. But I remember house party my first year going and they had this full um, like band set up and there and there was this guy playing um, you know they're all playing like jazz and so I think something that we are looking to kind of integrate back in kind of full circle is a bit more like live acts um, and we have like a live act gravel at our um, event it's actually pronounced gravel gravel <laughs> yeah it's pronounced it's spelled oh, gravel and I always gravel. keep calling it, yeah but but I've been told yeah. many times by Ben that it's just gravel okay. and what do you think that live music brings that DJs or other types of music day I think it brings like a depth to it and like and and kind of like a more personal experience because you're like watching kind of it happen like in live time which yeah. is kind of a which I think for people who really are kind of interested who are coming to Zentech for the music, which, you know, I, I like to think like that is a lot of the people. Um, I think that's going to give, I don't know, incentivize people to come as well. Do you think that sort of this interaction between having students playing and also having having uh, other DJs coming in creates sort of like a creative dialogue between the two and you learn from each other? So between the artists, between the and, artists the student and the students. DJs. Uh, and yeah, I think yeah, that, that's definitely. Um, but in in the same way, do you think that students are creating anything new that's come completely from just being immersed in a creative collective like Zentech? Do you think it allows for new ideas about music, or do you think your students are ultimately trying to imitate what they've heard elsewhere? It's an interesting one because I think it's a, yeah, it's definitely a tough one because I think to some extent, you know, producing music is so difficult and we don't have many of our residents actually producing their own music, but we have a few. Um, but people who do it at, at the, um, like my good friend Callum, he, uh, he produces music um, like at quite a high, uh, like a, a good, like good quality um, music, but he, a lot of his things are like more like remixes and, um, and like, um, things that are more accessible to other people that are definitely informed by like the general market and stuff um, but it's still his own thing so I think to some extent I I haven't I think there's definitely work we can do like amongst the residents to really like make it more of a creative endeavor rather than just something like a having fun thing like and showing people that like, your music while you're DJing like it'd be cool if we did more things that would like promote you know sharing music sharing like creative ideas but I do think when we do it bring these artists to St Andrews who otherwise would never ever come and they've all come from all parts of the world and we're exposing like a large amount of students not just the resident DJs to that music it like influences the music taste of St Andrews to like a huge level like the amount of people who started listening to like Interplanetary Criminal after he came to Zentech last year was huge and um like these acts that no one has ever heard of become kind of household names within St Andrews and everyone talks about them uh, even though they're just not that big acts they're just ones we book for Zentech so that that's kind of in encouraging in a way. And obviously for Zentech your <clears throat> probably thing that defines you from other collectives would be that interaction between art and music so when you go to something you're there for an immersive experience mm -hmm. where you have art that complements the music how do you think those two things work in tandem and sort of reinforce themselves? I mean, I think that is, yeah, I mean, that is something that separates Zentech, I feel like, from the other events. I mean, it's cool, and it, it, it adds definitely another depth to the experience, like having different spaces that are the intention of different spaces is different experiences within the event, because, you know, events, they're, they get 
they get tiring. I mean, you can't dance. There's a, so long that you can dance, and especially with some of the harder music, um, harder kind of and faster music, I guess, that we play, like, you know, you need a break, so you want to go be able to, you know, lounge about, you want to be able to go, like, you know, have a smoke, and, like, kind of thinking about the movement of the event goer within, like, the entire night is kind of something that we do, which I feel like, you know, I guess is something that a good, like, an event that creates a a positive experience does. And do you think the space that you choose and how you, how you decorate that space influences an event goer's experience of the music? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The space is, like, so important because it's, like, you're seeing how people are interacting with the music I, I like I really enjoyed the side room that we used to have at King Cow was brilliant because it we sort of had students kind of around the DJ um not mm-hmm. fully around but pretty much mm-hmm. like he was pretty out there and like he, he was also quite low and when and when uh students are interacting with these like pretty famous like famous DJs yeah. and listening to probably it helps them listen to the music and they yeah. then respect the DJ a bit more because they're seeing them really do it especially yeah. if they're mixing with vinyl or something like that it's it it really changed the experience and I'm just a big fan of <coughs> making sure that like the event doesn't feel too like not to bait out Starfields but um, they're, they're, they have too the produced. DJ about like yeah. like like raised about five four meters it feels like <laughs> off the ground yeah. on a stage like quite far back with barriers in front of them uh, we want the DJ to be right there and you to be able yeah. to see what they're doing we, less yeah, uh, yeah. we wanted to feel like intimate I think correct me if I'm wrong, what Zentex seeks to do is create a platform for student artists and musicians to collaborate and create something fundamentally cool. Mm-hmm. But you you call yourselves a collective. Mm-hmm. What would you what do you mean by a collective? It's not supposed to feel closed off. Especially since like in our manifesto, we have a manifesto that Will Able um, created um, like when Zentec was founded and like there's certain aspects of it that maybe people don't notice but like we don't have like committee profile pictures and that's in the manifesto because like it's not supposed to be about that people know you're on committee that's not supposed to be part of it you're not supposed to be able to post a Facebook photo and be like oh like this is what I do you're just supposed to want to be in it because you want to be in it and you've been running a lot of these events like Zen Days and things mm-hmm. so people can come and help create art do you think that sort of helps the participatory nature of Zentec? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and we loved, and we yeah, want to do more. We also we did let, the we let everyone help club. out with things and help out. At, like, um, we've had we've had people who aren't part of Zentech like make like like things yeah, for us art. and art or graphics or just yeah. like uh, people h- help out. And we also don't have a policy of you don't have to be a St Andrews student to be a member. So we have um, uh, one of our best resident DJs, Corin. She's graduated. But she lives in Glasgow now, and, and um, she's she wants to do this as her profession properly, be like do nights, be a DJ and things, and so she's still part mm-hmm. of Zentech. We also have a, um, <coughs> a resident DJ who's um, a student at Dundee University. Um, shout out, uh, shout out. Um, and <laughs> um, it's just nice. It's nice, and it's yeah. uh, it, it, it it's uh, it's good to be able to have that, and we we also try and keep in contact with people who have left and ask them like for yeah. advice and stuff yeah um, and also out like one thing kind of connected to that is like outreach like this is something that last year I think we really clocked that we wanted to change like post-covid is like obviously Zentech was founded in St. Andrews and this is a community that it was built upon but like we find like collaboration like so 
like important. And so we've, I mean, we've collabed with um, Clyde Radio in Glasgow, and um, we've been collabing with the like, Dundee de- like yeah, Music Dundee Electronic Society in Dem Dems, which is Callum's. Callum works for them, um, and like we are sponsored by La Freak Records and we did a record sale with La Freak which was really cool because there's no record sale in St Andrews so I think yeah. a big no thing this, in yeah. so do you think all of this sort of feeds into the idea that Zentech has a wider role to play in St mm-hmm. Andrews than just putting on, event, on an event that yeah. people come to and have a good time yeah, De- yeah definitely I think uh, not to like, I really think Zentech right now is heading leading the way in sort of bridging the gap between Dundee University and St Andrews University. And I think that gap over the next like like twenty, thirty years is gonna continue to like be bridged and um, feel like less of a gap. We or- we already have St Andrews students who are living like in Dundee and things. Um, and we just did our first event in Dundee last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Castle. we did another collaboration this year just on the third of November. And we actually had some St Andrews students come to Dundee mm-hmm. for it, and it was just Brit. It was like, yeah. um, I I really feel like they have expertise that we don't have, and we have expertise that they don't have. Mm-hmm. And if we collab, we can make some really cool things happen. <coughs> I think this is where the music scene in St Andrews should be heading to a more sort of diverse, inclusive, uh, like inclusive mm-hmm. thing where loads of people can from different places, not just St Andrews, which can be a bit of a bubble but when you have more sort of interaction between different societies and people from different places that sort of aids in creativity and Mm -hmm. innovation exactly exactly also yeah i mean i don't know kind of going off that like we there's at the zen days event the other day these two girls from dundee came all the way from dundee to come here and like create art with us which was like to me that was like that's like the that's like the best thing I could hear well. of any like you know someone could say they like went to Zentech and loved it and that's great but like this made me way happier than anything else because I was like this is like what we're what the aim to do is to kind of like create something that is intriguing enough that it will bring someone you know like across all the way to come here and like not knowing anyone and we've also had like um, we we just created like a, a new ticket because we're going to do a bus coming from Dundee, which we've never done before, um, which is quite cool. So we're trying to really, like, create more outreach as well in, in Dundee in terms of buying tickets for the November event. Well, it sounds like there's lots to look forward to for yes. coming up this year. So thank you very much, Lily. Thanks. And thank you, Theo. Thank you. Sky, Tiger and Lottie are part of the executive team of Behave. Having only been set up last year, Behave are renowned for their silo events where students are treated to an immersive audio-visual experience in a space unlike anything in St Andrews. Um, so hi to the girls who are the part of the exec team of Behave. Hi Lottie. Hello. Sky Hello. and Tiger. Hello. So would you guys like just to say what you do on the exec team, if you have specific positions and how you came to be involved in Behave? Yeah. Um, I guess we kind of all do a little bit of everything, but... Um... I mainly do logistics, the boring part. The crucial part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I feel like we need to hype you up more. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What does the logistics involve? Like, organising? Um, so, for Silo that we just had, I did, like, the buses, the security, getting the staging in, um, just kind of working out, like, who's going to be there on what day and whatnot. And so, all the nitty-gritty things that keep the cogs turning over. Yeah. 
we would have all been stranded mm-hmm. in a bus station, like silentless yeah. without tiger. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Sky? I for the silo was mostly involved in getting the DJs, which was really cool, and just kind of figuring out like what music. But there was a lot of me sending SoundCloud people to the chat and being like, "Do we like them? Do we like them?" Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, how would you sort of characterize the music for Silo or for Behaven more generally? You know, I'm like really bad at describing music. This is so bad because I've talked to other like committees and they're like, "What genres do you like?" And I'm just like, "Whatever." I like tap my foot to yeah. really happily. But um, I don't know. It's somehow it's become like very like. Like drum and bass, jungle, mm-hmm. but Jay Wax, who we had was our main act, was like, I don't even know what genre it was. He like produces his own music and it's just so cool. I feel like some things just like don't mm-hmm. have a title. Yeah, yeah. something that we like, can dance to. Yeah, something Anything. that moves the body. Yeah. That's all we want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what about you? Um, for the silo, I mainly was getting together art stuff and talking to the lighting guy, who's insane, and oh, basically sure. brought together the whole thing. Um, yeah, and just making it look nice, which was really fun. So I think that sort of feeds into the idea that for Silo especially, it's not just like a music event, it's sort mm-hmm. of an all-immersive experience. Is there sort of a creative vision that goes into creating that or facilitating sort of the overarching vision of what's it going to be, or does it sort of evolve more organically? I think it's, the Silo is such a crazy space anyway. Like, it, it in itself is so cool um, that we kind of just try and make the space enhance it instead of changing it um and so in the past we've done like string art which was crazy looks sick um but kind of this one we stripped it back a bit um and just kind of used the lighting to create like a circular space and make it just look spooky for halloween it's obviously a relatively new collective or committee i don't know how you guys would describe yourself it only sprung up last year what do you think the hole in the market was that the people who set it up were trying to fill I think that it was after COVID, so obviously we're all third year, right? And so our first year, nothing happened. We couldn't really like leave our halls, really. Um, and so I think they wanted to create something that was like very inclusive, something that anyone could come to and just dance without any judgment. Um, and that was really exciting for us because obviously we'd had no experience of that before. Um, and I know there was stuff obviously in previous years before we we joined St Andrews. Um, but yeah, I don't know, just somewhere that's like fun and not pushy. I mean, it happens, but try and not be pushy and just good music and have a laugh and yeah, no judgment. And do you think the creation of things like Behave is sort of emblematic of a wider shift in music taste in St Andrews, sort of getting away from being focused on events that revolve around balls or these big black tie events towards something potentially more organic? Yeah, I mean... I don't know, the way that I saw Behave when, like, we heard about it last year was that, like, kind of, it's open to any music. Like, the whole point is just to, like, to dance, to dance to something new. And I know that, like, a lot of a lot of DJs in town do drum and bass, do jungle, do a lot of, like, techno and fast pace. But, like, there's a lot of DJs that we've also brought in that other things haven't, and they've also brought in DJs that we haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you just get to hear so much more and, like, yeah just like a different way a different way of dancing as well and I think what's like really cool I found last year about it is that like our committee is very Mm non-committee it's like if someone texts us and they're like hey can we join it's like yeah sure let's see what we can do with you but like you know like what are you interested in like do you like to do art do you like music like that's what these like that's what I found these Mm -hmm. all these collectives are really cool is that they give like different people that wouldn't normally have like messaged one society or one club like an option to be like 
I kind of want to try like this role. Like I never would have emailed DJs if it wasn't for Behave. Mm. Like you know. That's and what Aaron used to always say as well. He started it last year. That like by having these teams and creating these events, but also giving people skills that they wouldn't necessarily have gained not doing it, and just like. And do you think sort of the fact that St Andrews is quite small and insular in many mm. ways that almost creates like a creative hub where people feed off each other and yeah. are quite influenced by not only what they see within Behave but also other events they go to and other things that they might bring from other cities or things they've experienced they can then contribute into creating a really immersive cool event. Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. And I feel like every different like society as well, I feel like recently for some reason I've heard that like committees had like not committees but like the big things like have beef and stuff which yeah, I did no not realise. Yeah. But um that it was but I don't know. I feel like we're not competing at all because like everyone yeah. has like a different thing that they're into, you know? Mm-hmm. Like everyone's trying out different positions. Everyone has like a different idea for art. Like we wanted to do string and mm. because we were like string. String right <laughs> <not. laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like Zentech does like really beautiful tapestries, mm-hmm. like all men is crazy lights like everyone's like different in their own right mm-hmm. so do you think even though i think we have seen like the spring up of loads of collectives mm-hmm. it's still it's do you think it's difficult to sort of mark yourself out within that sort of saturated events market or do you think it's perfectly possible i think it's possible i think that you do see some similarities uh, between the different events but i don't know everyone seems to have their own thing going on like wax the other day with their like fast music which I think is something we've never done mm. and probably maybe wouldn't but like yeah everyone's got their own thing going on so in some ways some people might say that St Andrews like it's quite a different place than a lot of these cities like Glasgow or Bristol who have had like a very authentic growth in these rave scenes and a mm. really massive rave culture do you think that in some ways these events in St Andrews are trying to just imitate that or do you think there's something special to the fact that it's originating out of this particular place i think that i always say this i don't know if this is like slightly weird but i feel like if you come to st andrews like you're a bit odd because it's such a strange uni experience there's so many other unis you could have gone to and i feel like it's such a tiny place but with such interesting people that you kind of just get like the coolest people out of it and the most creative people and like musically as well like really interesting people so I think that maybe there just before like there wasn't really the platform for it but now seeing other things grow people are like getting inspired by it and kind of creating their own events which I think is really cool like as they should you know really cool yeah so do you think the more the better kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, and I, I love that connection of like everyone that comes here is like a little odd. Yeah, and like also the coolest because yeah. like I feel like the way I see like cool people now is like people that are just really passionate about stuff, like really like rogue niche things yeah. that they're just like I love this. Can I do this somehow, please? And it's like yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah please. And there's so many opportunities, and the more opportunities and platforms available yeah. to, for them to do it, mm-hmm. that's the best. Because I guess do you think just the more people you have being creative, kind of the more original and more authentic. Yeah. things get produced from that yeah 100%. some people would say though that st andrews isn't super diverse and that yeah. can kind of limit the creativity mm-hmm. do you think that impacts of setting up events like this i think we've realized that it there's a lot of like money and things that go into events and i feel like like a lot of money and <laughs> coming us like yeah like i don't know us like coming 
I don't know, it's been difficult for us, I think, um, putting in the money. Obviously, we're passionate about it. Um, and But you can see why other events are so, like, oh, I don't know how to say it. And it would, like, you can see yeah. how other events are run so well because they've got very... I can't it's say like, about that. Like, like monetary yeah. like backing. Maybe it's from sponsors. Yeah. Maybe it's from like your personal financial place. Yeah. Like whatever it is. How it, like I think when we didn't really have that when we were like planning this, and yeah. so we've like put a lot in, which is a bit scary. scary yeah. 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 So you only get it back once you have all the ticket sales. Well, no. Even after the event. Um, so, so was it up to you guys to put the money in and yeah. then get it back? But on that note, so the tickets were what, £35 to go to Silo? Yeah, yeah. And in some ways, like for St Andrews, that's not that's not yeah. very expensive, but in Oof, other yeah. ways, if it you're is on, very expensive. Yeah. But in comparison to like a lot of things, that's like very normal St Andrews prices. Mm-hmm. But in comparison to if you're going to a rave in Dundee or you're going yeah, exactly. to something a really cool techno event in a massive city, which would yeah. maybe be like fifteen pounds, yeah. how do you think that affects accessibility of the yeah. events? See, yeah, I think hugely. Yeah, we've struggled with that a lot. Um, because especially when we took over this year, we were like, look, like, we just want to make it as cheap as possible. Like, I don't really, like, obviously we need money in the Behave Bank account to run other events, but we started with nothing, like no money at all. Um, and yeah, I think we've realised that we've like, I don't know, that actually all, like, we'd not, we didn't really, we haven't really made any profit <laughs> at all, yeah. you know? And, and really good yeah, <laughs> and it, it's... I guess that's like not the point and we obviously didn't want to make a profit um, but I think we wanted to make the tickets cheaper than that like 100% like ideally in my mind they'd be like 10 quid but then it's the buses and then everything adds up and slowly you're like it's not it's yeah. genuinely not possible to um, it's not that you're overspending on other no, things it's yeah. just the genuinely yeah, it's like the we bad. spent like 10 pounds on art or something yeah. <laughs> like this like transition came through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly I think that that is also a very St. Andrews specific thing that in another city like we wouldn't need to provide transport to and from mm-hmm. the silo yeah. because like people would just get taxis or um, get public transport whatever um, but obviously we kind of have the responsibility to get people there and back um, and it's very expensive mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's hard to pay for that really yeah. without yeah. so do you think yeah. that's where St. Andrews music sort of scene needs to have sort of just bigger more inventive spaces more creative uses of those spaces and sort of thinking outside the box in terms of cultivating a really enjoyable and cool event yeah yeah Yeah. i think so i think it can it can get a bit uh, i don't know repetitive if you're going to the same place every night um and it's fun to go to new places you know i think it like it like adds another bit, to the, like another layer to the event that you wouldn't have, I don't know, kind of thought about before. And in some ways I think that sort of turns what could be seen as a negative of St Andrews on its head when people like you guys find these amazing castles or grounds or silos to have these events mm-hmm. in and it's something really unique and original that you wouldn't get in a major city. Yeah, And also like, I also feel like it doesn't have to be like big in that way either. Like I think, I don't know, like I've never been to like a reggae night here or like, yeah. You know, like yeah. certain musical genres that yeah. also like aren't displayed that we've talked about like a couple of times, yeah. and that, yeah, I guess that is also where like diversity comes in, and where like different people with different knowledge of different music, like I don't know enough about it mm-hmm. to like know who's good or not, mm-hmm. and 
it's always probably some other people that say Andrews mm. do. And I think what Zentech were talking about yesterday is that when they started in first year, a lot of Zentech nights would have like little live bands, like a live jazz band or things like that. Do you think that's something that sort of lacks as well now? There's not that much live music. I kind of feel like it's coming back. Yeah, yeah. I think it's coming back. It's kind of cool. Like Dancewim is doing something. I'm like, let's go other societies. <laughs> <laughs> like they're doing like in a house party, they're having like different rooms for like. DJs, live music, and then they were even thinking maybe like comedy or something. And it's like just creating a space where you can like your brain can change a yeah. bit, where you can like yeah. test your test your comfort zones, your boundaries, and like kind of enjoy something new. And like that was the silo for us is enjoying that something new. Yeah. Hopefully, other new things. Many thanks to Theo and Lily from Zentech, and Sky, Tiger, and Lottie from Behave. You can buy tickets now on Resident Advisor for Zentech's next event, which will take place on Thursday the 17th of November. And if you want to find out more about Behave and their next projects, you can follow them on Instagram, at BehaveSintA. This podcast was produced and edited by William Finlater. See you next week.